Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. I'm your host, Laura Ann Moore, and today... I am doing another part of the mini series of how I saved £40,000 and talking about my favourite top tips that are going to help you to get started with saving and save more money. And today's episode is goody. It's all about tricking your brain into spending less money. We love a cheeky trick and we are going to trick our brains. So let's get into it. So how many times have you bought something impulsively just randomly because you're walking down the street or whatever reason online, but then the spending hasn't stopped at that one item and the spending splurge or the spending spree continues, but on an unconscious level. So I'm not talking about those spend, you know, those shopping sprees where you go out and you go, oh, I'm going in today. I'm going to spend loads of money. But the ones where you hadn't planned to spend any money or you didn't want to spend any money, or maybe you didn't even have the money, but because you bought one thing and your brain convinced you you that that one item was a good idea the flood the flood gates opened and that one behavior set off a bunch of other very similar behaviors now i've done this before where i went out and i bought these really cute trousers because i saw them and i was like oh my god i have to have them but then i was like oh i need the shoes to match these i don't have any shoes to go with this and then i was like oh i should probably get a matching top because i don't really have any tops Maybe I should get some matching earrings. And then before you know it, a 50 purchase, a 50 pound purchase turns into like a 300 pound shopping spree, right? I know for a fact that there will be so many of you going, yep, guilty. Now, this is because of a phenomenon in your brain and it's based on science, obviously. And there's this theory called Diderot's theory, which is basically where you often decide what you want to do based on what you have just done. So for example, you make, like I said, you make one purchase and then it's so easy to make another one and you fall down a spending rabbit hole. Or for example, you go, I'm just going to have one biscuit. And then before you know it, you've eaten the whole pack. Like you do one thing and then it sort of leads on into a bunch of other behaviours that, that fall into the same category. Now, no behaviour happens in isolation and every action becomes a trigger to cue your next behaviour. And you can use this both negatively and positively. So we want to learn how to cultivate it, how to use it, sorry, to cultivate good savings habits. So how do we actually use this information in a positive way to save more money? Now, like I said, every habit is initiated by a trigger or a cue. So something triggers us or there is a cue. And I'm sure you would have all heard of Pavlov's, I can't even say it, Pavlov's dog, which is where this guy, Pavlov, had a dog. And what he started doing is he would feed his dog, but every time he would ring a bell. He'd ring a little bell and then he'd feed the dog. And then 
slowly over time what would happen is he would just ring the bell the dog would just start to know that it was dinner time and then even when there wasn't food being put down so the dog couldn't smell it the dog didn't even it was a random time he'd ring the bell and the dog would be like dinner time so it's there's a trigger or a cue. Now, it doesn't have to be a sound. It can be an emotion. It can be an act, a physical act. It can be something someone says. But our habits or our behaviour is triggered by um, a cue, specific cue. Now, the best thing really to do is to avoid the habit that triggers the behaviour in the first place. And this way, you don't have to rely on willpower to stop your spending spree because you're not even putting yourself in a sticky situation in the first place, right? So environment is really fucking important because we actually only have so much willpower in the day. Like, if you try to do too many things at once that require too much willpower, you basically run out of willpower in the day. So that's why you want to set yourself up for success with like deciding certain things at different points. So for example, if you are trying to eat healthy and you have a really crazy day at work and like, you know, you, you've, you've had to make different decisions and you've made decisions all day and then it gets to lunchtime and you're, you're, you've, didn't bring lunch in and you're deciding, do I go to Pret and get a salad or do, do I go to McDonald's and get a burger? If your usual go-to is like dirty food, but you're trying to be healthy, if you have used up all your willpower in that day, you are not going to pick the salad. However, if the night before you make yourself a salad and you take it into work, you you don't need the willpower. You've put yourself in an environment, you've set yourself up for success. So the way to do this, first off, is about becoming aware what, of what triggers you to spend money unconsciously. And I think there's kind of two things, or I guess three things to think about. First of all, is asking yourself, what is it that I mainly spend money on? Or And, and you can either do that based on what is it, you know, I usually spend money on, or what is it I usually unconsciously spend money on. So going back through your bank account, your bank statement and uh, and asking yourself, right, looking at all these different purchases, which ones were conscious, which ones do I remember, which ones were a choice, which ones weren't and seeing in what category. Is it food? Is it takeaways? Is it clothes? Is it taxis? Like where is it that you seem to be overspending but you don't want to be? Like where is it you're spending money that you don't want to be spending money? Then asking yourself, what feeling are you feeling when that happens? Was it, were you stressed that day? Were you lonely? Were you sad? Were you happy? And really starting to understand what your emotional triggers were. And then asking yourself, where was I? Was it that I was out with a friend for a day? Was it that it was on my way home or to work? Was it that I was at home alone? Like what environment were you in? Because this information honestly is gold dust because the more we know about ourselves and our habits and our behaviours, the more prepped we are to make conscious decisions and changes. So let me give you an example, right? Let's say you struggle to, let's say it's food and you always overspend on your food budget. So to set yourself up for success, you would want to, what's the environment? Like, where was I? What is it that's causing me to trigger that habit? You want to delete the Deliveroo and the Uber Eats app. You're making it harder because you're not in an environment where it's easy to just download and just go tap, tap, tap. I've got some food on the way. You want to prep your meal ideas for the week ahead so that you've already got food in the house and you're not caught without. Because when it gets to the end of the day and you're deciding, do I eat in and make something from the freezer, like something random, or do I just have a takeaway because it tastes nice and it's easy? The second you're in that 
position, the subconscious trigger will activate a behavior that does not align with your goals, especially if you're hungry, if you're tired, if you're, you know, you've got these triggering emotions. So it's about putting your, setting yourself up for success. Now let's say, for example, it's clothes and it's on a day off or on your way to work and, you know, whatever that is, do not go to the city or to the town or to the shopping center where you are surrounded by the opportunity to buy clothes. Don't put yourself in that environment. Delete ASOS and Zara off of your phone. Or when you do go shopping and you choose to choose or make a conscious choice to buy items that already go with other items in your wardrobe so that you can buy one piece without needing to buy an entire new wardrobe. Because if you already have the perfect shoes and earrings at home to match the outfit, there's no need to buy other things while you're out because you're like, oh yeah, I've already got those other things. So you see how it's about putting yourself in an environment that works, that lends itself to the healthy habit you're trying to create, and also making sure that those conscious choices that you're making about spending help align with your goals and with what it is that you want to spend and not going against it. So it's not about restricting, you know, deleting every app ever and not allowed to do anything and sit on your hands in silence and be like, eh. It's more about what is it, what position and environment do I need to put myself in? And it's going to be heightened at different points throughout your life. Sometimes you're going to have more ability. Sometimes you'll have less ability. And it's just about being aware with that and putting yourself back in the driver's seat of your spending. Now, another part of this equation is about understanding the human need to consume. There honestly is never a time where you are going to be done wanting all of the things. There is always going to be something to upgrade to. Like when you have something new, there's always going to be a better version of it coming out. Like look how many fucking iPhones there are. Like I remember like iPhone 3 and now we're on like what iPhone 14? always wanting a new one. Look at the queues that people have outside of the iPhone store, or the Apple store, when they've literally just bought the 12 and they're like, I've got the 13s, come out, I need a new one. And there's always going to be new fashion trends. Okay, well, this was in fashion, but now this is. There's always going to be new places to visit. There's always going to be new things to have in your house. Now, the reason why I tell you this is not to say don't give in to all of consumerism and like just don't do all of the nice new things like don't don't buy new clothes or don't upgrade your stuff. That's not what I'm saying. It's not about restriction and holding back. But I want you to live the life that feels good and exciting to you, but finding the balance between being okay without having the new things all the time happiness does not only exist within spending money and having more and realizing that wanting things is just an option that your mind provides you with not an order that you have to follow because your brain is always going to want more and we're always being marketed to like we're never going back to a time where phones and the internet and technology doesn't exist and I know for a fact that probably half of the things that I've mentioned out loud on this podcast I'm going to get adverts for on my phone because that's the way technology works right now so the more happy that you can be in yourself and with what you already have the better. And that's where practicing gratitude comes in, right? Because you're able to go, I've got all of these amazing, wonderful things already. All of the things that are keeping me happy and healthy and safe. All of the things that money can't buy, friendships and, you know, the joy of certain things because everyone gets joy in different ways. And the key is not to reduce your life to having the least amount of things ever or being frugal or minimalistic, but more so about filling it with optimal things, the optimal amount of things that bring us joy and have come from a place of consciousness. And the funny thing is, the more that you can do this now at this stage, 
and you can be conscious with your choices and spend within your means as you do go on to make more money and have more money because you've learned the habit of being conscious with your choices that money that you do have when you do have more of it you can make more conscious choices to spend on bigger ticket item things but it's still going to come from a good place because a lot of the time people think this that they don't have enough money I don't have a good enough income I don't have enough money to get the things that I want and yeah that is the case but we unfortunately are shown a world where you know social media shows us what everybody else is doing it looks like everybody else has more money than us but ironically you know wealth back in the days back you know fucking I don't know hundreds and thousands of years ago wealth was how many goats someone had how does how does this person here John has got seven goats Sally has only got four goats so John probably is more wealthy than Sally right that was a sign of wealth. But now wealth is silent. You can't see how much someone is saved, has saved or invested. The things that they own is things that they've actually spent money on, which technically detracts from your network. If you're spent network, <laughs> net worth. Because if you're spending money on things and items, therefore it's not how much you've saved and how much you've invested and what your wealth is. And this is why a lot of people on Instagram and social media who are flashing around in their Lambos and they're going to Dubai all the time and they're doing all of this stuff and people go, oh my God, I want that lifestyle. They must be so rich and happy and wealthy. But actually, if you were to look at their bank statements, you're like, fuck, they literally have no money. Like how many times do we hear stories about celebrities that you think are absolutely laughing and then you realise their entire life is on credit or they're in a shit ton of unmanageable debt? So you want it to come from a place of consciousness. And the irony is that the less we spend on random day-to-day items, the more we can save and therefore the more money we have to spend on meaningful things, on experiences, on being generous, on safety and security, on the things that bring us joy. And that is what we want to focus on. Now, Diderot said, let my example teach you a lesson. Poverty has its freedoms. Opulence has its obstacles. And I love this. And there is another quote by a guy called Seneca. I think he was like a Greek god or something. He said, it is not the man who has too little, but the man who craves more that is poor, which I just love. And they kind of both mean a similar thing. The more you try and want, the more poor you feel because you feel like you never have enough. But the more you can be happy with what you've got already and what it is that you are creating and creating that feeling of happiness and joy in your life, you are going to feel so much more joy and freedom. And that is going to help you not only spend less on things that don't mean fucking jack shit to you, but also it's going to mean you can spend more on things further down the line because you've actually been able to save and hold on to money. And that is what we want, right? We want to be able to have those big, exciting things. So that is today's episode, tricking your brain into spending less and also focusing on wanting less. And that doesn't mean you can't want things. It doesn't mean you can't have big goals and desires, right? If you had a look at my vision board, some of the shit on that, that's a want. That's things that I want that I have to spend money on. But what I know is that I am happy and okay exactly as I am right now. So thank you for tuning in today's episode. I hope you have an amazing week. And if you have any thoughts on this, please do feel free to slide into my DMs or drop me a message on LinkedIn or drop me an email. And I will speak to you all next week.